You You are are now now listening listening to The The Black Black Spark, Spark, a podcast about actively balancing healthy relationships, mindful parenting, and mental and physical wellness in this this crazy crazy world. world. I guarantee that I will spark the the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job, is to spark somebody else watching us. Welcome to The Black Spark. Welcome to The Black Spark. I'm your host, Nia. And I'm your host, Adai. (laughs) And we... (laughs) And we are hanging out with our wonderful friends, Nevada and Calvin, the Portly. Yeah, look at him, look at him, look at him, just glowing. Say hey, just y'all. Glowing. Hey, y'all. There it is. <laughs> so tell us how y'all been with the whole Rona situation yeah, and quarantine on. and... Well, I drink a lot lately. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> Water. Turned into a day drinker. No. <laughs> you know. I don't know when day and night is. She said it's, it's 5 true. p.m. somewhere. It's true. No, we've been just making the most of it. We've been gardening and we've been watching movies. We camped out in the backyard. Ooh, the whole family? Cool. Yeah, well, kind of. Kind of. Some people ended up in the living room on the sofa. But the kids definitely stayed in the tent. Love it. Some people, but the kids. Some people. (laughs) Me. (laughs) What y'all been up to? Doing the podcast, losing our minds and then getting our minds back and losing our minds and getting it back and we're learning a lot as parents. Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. I'm learning I'm not a teacher. I'm mm-hmm. learning teachers need to be paid better. It's like how y'all got tests for these pro athletes, but you don't have tests for our teachers. It's out of control. But yeah, no, I definitely have um, a better, a much better appreciation for teachers now. Mm-hmm. I know for sure if I hadn't had my family and just New York City in general be so affected, I would be up here like, oh, it's no big deal. It's, I would be saying all the things that other people are saying. Like, mm. oh, it's no big deal. Yeah. It's just the flu. I'll be saying all it's that like stuff. A myth. Unless it touches you, it doesn't feel real. I mean, matter of fact, you know, in New Orleans, and Louisiana, it was crazy. Yeah, we've had a lot of people in Louisiana affected, you know, not as bad as New York, but really bad for the size of the state of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. People our age people older, people younger. I had um, my best friend's mother-in-law passed from COVID. You know, my the guy that was the president of my law school class, he was in the hospital in the ICU for weeks battling yeah. this. He successfully made it through, but like, it's been, it's not something to play with, so. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's true. If it, if it don't hit you, you don't, you don't get it. Yeah, one mm-hmm. of my colleagues was just saying it today because we were talking about a policy in, in this community that I'm responsible for. And she was like, she wasn't taking it seriously until something happened in her circle. And she's like, oh, this is real. I'm like, yeah, it's been real. Right. Actually, they were yeah. talking about how polio, because a lot of people, myself included, I'm, I'm skeptical of the vaccine that they're producing only because it seems like they're rushing it. Not because I'm necessarily concerned about. I'm touching it. Right. Because it's coming. It's coming. They're trying to do it too fast and you can't yeah. test it. It normally takes fast. five to ten years right. to get it right. So, but it won't be no Tuskegee over here. Right. Y'all go try it on somebody. Exactly. Yeah, that's one layer of the Rona life. Just yeah. one layer. But let's get off of that. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be on that. We ain't seen y'all in a while. You want to kick? I you. know, but that's why. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this is true. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. So we, I don't know if we ever asked them how they meet. So how y'all yeah. meet? Did we ask y'all? When we was at the house last time. Oh well, now you get to tell a story to the podcast. Do you want to tell us? So I knew her brothers for a year and a half maybe almost two before I even knew she existed. And then, you know, so I had built a friendship with the family and 
then I kind of heard about their sister was a, this kind of enigma in many senses. And I, you know, it was Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I, since I had all my teeth and a job, you will not throw Baton Rouge girl. No. See, she's jumping in. That's not where I was going. Okay. I was saying all of my all of my friends who were dating since I was an eligible bachelor, meaning had all my teeth and job, they were always trying to hook me up with somebody. Mm-hmm. And my friend Leroy, who like I think Lou is probably a hundred percent success rate at ever trying to introduce anybody. Because mm-hmm. you're like, you know, Mike and Tony have a sister. Hmm. And I just was like, Okay, cool. And Love and death because now they're my brother in laws, but I just pictured Mike with a ponytail and thought, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I appreciate it, bro. But, um, so, no, nah, I kind of ignored that. And then, fast forward, they invited me to uh, Saints game. And then, um, so I went to the house and then I went to the refrigerator and I was looking at family photos. I saw a picture and I was like, oh, wow. Um, haven't met her yet. Uh, where is she going to be appearing next? And she was on the move and hot commodity. The next time I heard she was going to make an appearance, but it was at her sister-in-law's birthday party at their house. She walks in, boom, life of the party. Hey, mm-hmm. hug person A, hug person B, hug person C. And she gets around to me and like, God. I'm like, okay, game on. Um, but what I didn't know was it was another brother there trying to uh, win her attention as well. Uh, so yeah, it was. A, it was like it's multiple dudes here trying to meet this girl two. and her family. Tony. Multiple. Two. Multiple. I think multiple includes two. You multiple. No, I made it seem like it's more than one. More than me. Yeah. So, you know, they break off teams into taboo. I'm surrounded by a bunch of pretty conservative people, and, they, and I can't remember what the question was. I like the What was the question? You Something you do with a group of people. I said, oh, I just, and I said, and she said, she said, something you do with a group of people in taboo at a birthday party for a family. She said, orgy. And I got, yeah. And he was he like, said, and said, that's what I that's knew. One. That's the one right that's there. What I knew. That's the one. I was, I was not going to uh, be dismissed lightly. <laughs> so after that, uh, I drove off. We didn't exchange numbers. My brother. Like the super zealous Christian guy uh, told me that Calvin had a girlfriend in California and that at Lou and Tanisha's wedding that we we have mutual friends, of course, it's bad or just a small town. Anyway, so um, that Calvin was there with the girl. And so I look and look it up and I find a picture of them two together at Lou and T's wedding. I post it on my MySpace. I just put a caption under there like, please don't call me with nonsense, bullshit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's that. Anyway, he tells I'm me that saying, fuck and shit somewhere in he the context. Fuck and shit. Uh, story grows legs every time he tells. Me. <laughs> so anyway, I just had not. I, I wasn't interested in a lot of craziness. Yeah, anyway, no drama. So we um we get past that. He tells me it's not true. I believe him. I start to like him. Then I start to give him a hard time because I'd gone through a lot of things as most women had mm-hmm. at that age. I was in like I was like 25, 26. There's been some shit going on. Mm-hmm. So um, I pushed back and I was like, you're not the one. I don't want to talk. <laughs> no, it's just not right. And then um, I was like, wait, what? he was pissed by it. He started kind of talking to other girls and I started feeling like I was making a bad choice. And then I had a cousin that I absolutely hate tell me at the time we were doing, we were, me and this cousin were cool, but um, <laughs> we've had a long history of issues. But anyway, at that point, we were cool, and she said, why won't you let this man love you? 
And it like, coming from her, it was like, <laughs> I will not let you think I'm stupid. But anyway, <laughs> and then it just, I still didn't want to believe anything she had to say because I didn't like her. And, like, I liked her, but I didn't like her. And she didn't like me, but we were trying and it just didn't work. Anyway, mm-hmm. I ended up having to go to Reno for something. And, like, throughout the time that had passed from the time that we last spoke, I really missed him. And mm. I really reach out, but I also felt like I messed it up and I didn't know how. And I had I just hadn't built up the courage to call him. So in Reno, it was snowing and I was stuck in my room and I called him. And he was kind of not interested in hearing from me Aww. at all. Wow. And we just kind of built from there and really allowed myself the freedom to love again, which is what I was really, I was really afraid of the hurt. Mm-hmm. Not the of love. course. So that's how it happened. That's so beautiful. Yeah. That was really nice. Okay. So what's the best part and the worst parts of being married? Ooh, sharing bathrooms. That's bad, but... <laughs> Like a real, real answer. Let me see. The best part, I'll go with the best. The best part about being married is I have someone that really allows me to be me in Mm -hmm. every sense Mm -hmm. there is in that. Like, I I really feel like he's my partner. He's my best friend. He understands me. Mm -hmm. Um, And the bad side is when he doesn't understand me, I don't understand why he don't understand me. (laughs) Like, what the hell? But um, we we are yin and yang, very mm. much so. Like I'm very I'm wrapped real tight, um, <laughs> and Calvin is real relaxed. Mm. And I'm, my my method is always real real fast. Let's go, let's get it, let's go. And mm. he takes his time to make a decision. And there's good and bad in both, but mm-hmm. it drives me crazy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> how I'm different can drive her crazy. How she's different is just how she's different. <laughs> Got it. And just because I don't care. Because people are different. And I'm like 90-10. So the 10% of stuff I care about, I super care about. Like, absolute <laughs> yeah. no changing. But in the other 90%, so mm-hmm. fucking So what are your best and worst parts about marriage, Calvin? Uh, I guess the best parts are <laughs> an ability. I mean, I believe in diversity of thought and perspective mm-hmm. and perception. So he likes bouncing ideas. Yeah, with her. What's the and, worst part of marriage? Um, no, no, no. When you're not wired the same, yeah. it's how you're not wired the same. For her, mm. it's like, damn, I wish you would do these things. And for me, I'm like, I wish you'd chill the fuck out. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah. For her, it's like, why don't you care? I'm like, in my like, why do you care? Right. So yeah. I think in some areas where that's beneficial to get to something that's mm. better, in some areas... It's just a waste of our time. Boom. Got it. So that's it. Yeah, because I tend to not sit down. You tend to not what? Sit down. She don't sit down. down. Uh, She just moves. And she looks at me like, why aren't you moving? Like, because I'm fucking tired. You don't see all the stuff that needs to be done? Yeah. You expect me to do it all? He just doesn't expect it to be done at all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny. She's wide like, oh, you expect me to do it. Like, no, I expect you to sit down and not care. Yeah. Chill out. Yeah. I can't. He's over yeah. there like, I don't even, I'm not even thinking about washed. it. You expect me to wash your dishes. No, I expect you to come in here and have a cocktail. Yeah. yeah. And get the yeah. fucking dishes and we'll deal with the shit later. A while yeah. back, we had, I said something to Calvin. This is way before we had kids. Like, long, long, long time ago. I said something along the lines of, well, if I don't do it now, when's it, how, who's it, what did I say? He said, if I don't do it right now, who will? Who will? Mm. Like, just the two of us. If I don't do it right now, who will? And his response was, 
You will later. Yeah. <laughs> I was being silly, but she's it's that into her brain. Look at her face. Like Look at her face. She's still mad about it. 15 years later, that still rings true. She's like, you like, said, oh, wait, what did I say? I don't remember that because she keeps saying it. I'll never forget it. I was like, I'll be goddamn. Like, really? <laughs> I was gonna do it later. Yo, yo, that reminds me of the rude ass shit I said to my mom's years ago as a child. She said something about my room was dirty. She was like looking in it. I was like, Ma, then don't look. <laughs> she said, What did you say to me? <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Don't she look said, I don't see your room dirty. Like, I don't like seeing your room dirty like this. I was like, Don't look at it. Then. <laughs> Meanwhile, we we over here wondering why our son can be such a butthole he said some crazy shit i think it was valentine's day so he has a, a one particular girl in his class that oh, he does God. not he does not he fuck with her, with her at all <laughs> and um <laughs> i think apparently they this girl she runs around trying to kiss all the little boys oh does she Smart man already. Right. She's giving it to everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it was Valentine's Day or about around Valentine's Day, something like something where they were giving out candy to everybody. It was pre-Valentine's Day in preparation for it. So everybody who had a favor to give to other people, they were the children all had a paper bag and whoever had stuff to give, they just went around and were putting stuff in the bag. Mm -hmm. So all the people putting stuff in the bag. Mm. This girl had... We ain't send him with nothing because we don't give a shit. But this girl, <laughs> this girl came and she, you know, she was giving out the stuff and she tried to put something in his bag and he was like, I don't want nothing from you. Yeah. He covered his stuff. Oh he was like, he was like, other children were putting stuff in his bag yeah. and then she got to him he was like, I don't want it. And the, and the teacher was like, oh, you know, that's not, that's not nice, Kyrie. Just, he was like, I don't want anything from her. <laughs> and so the teacher was like, either you take you know, from everyone, or I'm going to take your candy and, and your fa- well, it was, uh, favors, and I'm just going to give it to your parents when mm. they get here to pick you up. Mm. So, of course, he had a whole mm. tantrum about everybody else got to keep their bag and he didn't get to keep his bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, when he got, <laughs> I, pre- I was like, as a New Yorker, I completely appreciate yeah. you not being with, with you. your shits. Like, I don't fuck with you. I don't, I don't fuck, fuck with you. you. I don't, yeah. You don't, I don't want like to. You know I don't mess with you. Right. Yeah. Like, as a New Yorker, like, I wonder if a New York teacher, how a New York teacher would handle that. <laughs> probably would have been like, okay, keep moving. Like, nobody taking offense. Just keep moving. He don't fuck with you, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I died. don't fuck with you, baby. Don't sit in your chair. So when I died, picked him up from school. Sorry, when the dad picked him up from school, um, he was like, Kyrie, you know, the nice thing to do would have been to just take it. And then you could have thrown it away as soon yeah. as we got, you know, in the car. You could have yeah. just chucked it right out the window. Nobody cared. But, yeah. you know, don't be rude to her in school like that. Yeah. And I told my mother and she was like, he said he don't want, he don't want it. What you got to take it for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like. I was like, because she has to control her classroom. She just can't have kids saying that they don't want to be, you know, participating and being friendly with everybody. She was like, like the kid go home, tell their parents, the parents call the teacher, call the parents. All that trash. This is why we need to allow fights in school. That's why I'm I'm (laughs) for it. Yo, get beat up and learn a lesson. (laughs) Move on. I don't know what our record is. But at some point, we got an email or a call every day, maybe for three, two weeks. I don't want to exaggerate. I don't want to mess this up. How, what do you think the record is for how often we got an email? About two weeks in a row without missing. Every day. 
So that's like fourteen, like week weekdays or school days. Ten days. So what? What happened? Ten days, probably like more like twelve every day for some shit that Calvin did, said, hit, punched, slapped, (laughs) pushed, or whatever. Like I started writing it down on a chart because I started incentivizing him if he could just make it through the week without getting the. That's how. That's how far. How how far we have to fall. Dude, if we can just not get an email from any teacher or administrator, <laughs> you will get fucking pride. Because <laughs> like, it started off with like fussing and then punishment and spanking. Yeah. And then then pleading, <laughs> then begging, and then rewarding for like basic shit. <laughs> Dude, just, just please make me not look like a horrible fucking parent. Yes. Yes. One day. Don't push nobody out. Don't push nobody. Don't hit nobody. Don't tell the teacher what you ain't going to do. Come on, man, please. And this is why I like talking to boy parents, like boy moms in particular, and black boy moms in particular, particular. Because it's like, I be thinking my child is crazy. Yeah, they are. They are. But you know what? They're going to be fine. decided at least mine i won't speak for you or tell me it's always and it's funny because i actually love a part of it because i love the fact that he's so young like Kyrie. they've already like they've already taken a position on things they have an opinion they have a stance and they believe in it and but they don't know shit yet so it's like you just gotta mold it like we got in the car the other day he's been wanting a crafting table Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll get you a little cheap table from mm-hmm. Home Depot or something. I'm not going to Home Depot. Why? They don't support Black Lives Matter. Uh, we're, going we're going to Lowe's. You made a point. Like, nigga, you don't drive. That's <laughs> like, where we at. That's why we in right now. We live two miles from Home Depot. We live 15 minutes from Lowe's. I go to Home Depot with Calvin in the car, just the two of us. I pull up. I park the car. He says, I'm not getting out. Um, I'm not getting out. So you can go in there if you want to. Matter of fact, if you buy it from here, I don't even want it. Ooh, ooh. Like, like. And, but that's the, that's the weird point. Is like, wow, I'm so proud and frustrated at, at the, the same, same time. time. <laughs> same damn time. Like, first off, I'm just a parent that's busy and just needs to get some shit done. Yes. <laughs> but you like, drive across town. This is the kind of man I want you to be. Yes. But it's yeah. not the kind of son I, t- I want you to be right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on, man. I got stuff to do. I got a meeting. I got stuff. Yeah, come on, man. Dang, this is the kind of person, I, this is the kind of grown man I want to be. Yep. But as a child, just eat your damn broccoli. <laughs> eat your broccoli, like, man. Eat your damn Valentine. Oh it ain't going to kill you to take it's the Valentine. It's not going to kill you. He was like, like, I don't want nothing from her. Manage. It's like, oh, I don't want to break his, his strong masculine. Yes. Yes. Are a strong, like, self. His spirit, yeah. Sense of self. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Self ingratiated spirit, like, like what he stands for. He's principled. He's passionate. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't take no shit. Yeah. <laughs> but take mine and do what the hell you <laughs> I'm your dad. Yeah. Or, or your mom. It's like. And so I don't know what the line is. Yeah. Like, okay, if I just try to, like, force it right now, does that make him a punk as an adult man? Or no. Or does it not. He needs to learn how to compromise. Yeah. He needs to learn how to play the fucking game. Yes. Like, dude, like, yeah, at least. Leverage. Le- like, you will be a boss one day, but you're not going to be that at 18, 19. Right, yeah. You know, a lot of times, we always say, like, if a kid says something or has an opinion, you're like, 
oh, you know, he got that from the parents. He didn't get from us. And then we we believed that, too. We were like, oh, if a kid, like, if like a, a Caucasian kid says some racist, he got that from his parents. We just make that assumption. Calvin was convicted by his own beliefs just by himself. The Black Lives Matter part of it, we had talked about a great deal because he made a comment watching the news. These people are out there tearing things up. What's going on? And I was like, hold on. Yeah, who's <laughs> doing it? Hold on. Hold on. Wait, no. Let's talk. Let's yeah, talk. Let's talk. So I needed to educate him as to why why somebody would react the way they would react. And the fact that people. that wasn't us most that of the time. That wasn't even us. That part. Okay. That part. So I don't, honestly, I don't even know if I actually gave him that bit of education because I don't know if he really would appreciate it as much yet. Mm. Because I was sitting there looking like, you know, I posted and stuff on Instagram where sisters are telling girls like, don't post that mm. on my behalf. I didn't ask you to do right, that. Yes. None of us asked you to do that. Yep. Mm. You know, I needed him just to understand the movement. Yes. And I needed him to understand the value of George Floyd's life. Like, mm-hmm. I needed him to appreciate why it is people, some people, are so emotionally charged by this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. why I am in the kitchen trying to make breakfast and I'm bawling crying and I can't I can't even cook the damn food. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he needs to know why. And so I needed to explain it to him. And it's funny as a parent, these conversations just happen when they happen. This parenting thing is hard as hell. It's very hard. Yes. You don't you never know when things are gonna come up. Like you said, conversations nope. happen when they happen. And sometimes we think to ourselves, Oh, they're too young, oh, I'll wait a little while. Even now, I I've been saying this for years. I feel like I'm behind. I'm just way behind mm-hmm. on the on the black history and teaching oh, yeah, our children yeah. well, what it means. Well, you started early, and when y'all used to live near here, mm-hmm. we were going to be doing this stuff on a weekly basis, and we just uh-huh. don't. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just like, don't. I, I definitely need to do more with them regarding what it means to be black. You know where our people came from, and mm-hmm. you know as much as we know. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And what we've right. been through yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but it's hard because it's like I don't want them to have to feel a certain way about who they're around, you know? Yeah. Because even though my school is seventy percent Latinx, you know, still I don't want them to feel a certain way, and maybe I shouldn't care. Of course, you know, maybe I shouldn't even care because yeah, no, but... you you absolutely have to care because I see every other demographic every other culture of people value their culture like chinese people aren't ashamed of the fact that they eat chinese food or mm-hmm. whatever it is you know like jewish people aren't afraid of the fact aren't, mm-hmm. aren't ashamed of the fact that they celebrate mm-hmm. hanukkah like mm-hmm. we don't embrace us enough mm-hmm. and we need we have we don't have a choice at this point because mm-hmm. we they're trying culture vultures and everything else everything we come up with mm-hmm. everybody else is trying to claim it and so it's like who are we and it, it's not just entertainment and pop culture who are we and the only ones that can define that for us is it's us, us. Right. and so if we're not doing that for our children then they don't get it yeah you know true. so true. i don't know exactly the best way i just know i'm trying the best i can Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all we can do. Yeah, that's all we can do. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we have like one more question. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, what's your advice? Yeah. What's your advice to young black couples? Be patient. Be Ooh. kind. Chill out. 
His his response to everything. everything. There was an older, wiser lady who said something about a long-lasting relationship she and her husband has and she had, and she said, "We try to outlove one another." Mm. If you're trying to outdo that other person in the love department, I think you're on the right path. If you're trying to show them that you know every every day, every other day, just keep them first and foremost. I think that they'll appreciate that. That's beautiful. I needed to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Seek to understand, not to be understood. Oh, that's a good one too. Yes. I yep. love this. This is great. Oh my goodness. Me, I got to get myself some advice for young couples. <laughs> we're going to have y'all just, back. Just listen. Just listen. Because we've both fallen short in those in that particular area. Mm-hmm. Like not even, not to, I don't care. I'm very transparent. But not, not too long ago, we were sitting here fussing about, well, you don't do this and you don't do that. And I don't do this. And I don't like that. And we didn't hear each other until we both got to the point where we were like, exhausted and it's like you're not hearing the fact that you're not treating me this way and i'm i feel like i deserve to be treated this way and because you're missing the mark on that i don't feel love and the other side is i'm not feeling love because you're not treating me this way so it's like Mm -hmm. we both want love what's that we both want to be felt we both want to feel love Mm-hmm. Like yeah, and that's when like I started trying to look out to older, wiser people in the black community, and that was a lady who made that comment, and it's like I had to check myself because I was the one that was really the most riled up. So I thought until we talked about it, and he was internally more wound up than I was, but he never he was just he's more lax about it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's always talking about things like that, and so. I was like, I'm just not happy about this, and da 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 da. And he was like, Well, I'm not happy about this, that, and other. I was like, Well, damn, I thought I was doing all right. Why you got three things on me? Like, I seriously was sitting there before I have the conversation. I'm like, What's he gonna throw back at me? Because that's the lawyer in me. Mm -hmm. And I had not come up with one thing that he could say back to me that I was doing wrong. Mm. And when he said it, I was sitting there kind of like, Full of shit. Like, that's not true. And the more I thought about it, I was like, damn, yeah, I ain't doing right in that. I'm not mm-hmm. doing the best in that. I'm not, I'm not trying. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying. Oh, and man. so it was accepting the fact that I fucked up. And then I hadn't been showing him the amount of love that he deserves. And that may have been the reason why I wasn't feeling as loved as I thought I should have been felt, feeling. So it was going both ways. So we decided to try to outdo each other. That's and I awesome. don't mean like buying a bunch of shit. It's just like mm-hmm. giving each other attention. That's some beautiful shit. Yeah, <laughs> that was that's amazing. What y'all like? I'm sitting here thinking about the Rona life and how people have the divorce rate is going up. Mm-hmm. Not only is marriage the number one cause of divorce, <laughs> but <laughs> people you say marriage is the number one cause. You don't get married. You don't get divorced. Goddamn. <laughs> But like, if you not, if you not, the fact that y'all sat there and were able to like, and the revelation of, we weren't listening to each other until we were exhausted. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that share. That was blessed by y'all's testimony. Yeah. People have stuff in their own head. It feels so right because you're. 
thinking in an echo chamber. And then mm-hmm. when you talk to your friends, your friends always just have your back. Like, no, yeah. that's right. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They yeah. will amen your ass into a divorce because <laughs> they you sure have to will. see what you're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? They sure like, will. And we only had the conversation because I had printed up this marriage counseling worksheet. It had like a 75 questions, 100 questions or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, here, you do one on me and do one on yourself. And I'm going to do one on me and I'm going to do one on you. And we sat there and we went through it. And I thought that the I was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I, to win. yeah, I'm like, I'm holding it down. I'm doing this <laughs> and you ain't doing this. And I had already gone through the questions before I gave them. I'm like, the paper. like you know, like, I'm like, I'm on, I'm on. And I mean, I'm not saying this just because I'm saying it's just the goddamn truth. Like, we had honest conversations, like, yo, I'm not staying with you just for some kids. Like, Mm -hmm, I'm not staying mm -hmm. with you for no particular reason, Mm -hmm. because I feel like my parents went through difficult times at one point, and they could have very well divorced, but my mom wouldn't do it just because that's the old school way of doing it. Now, they actually got through those difficult times, Mm -hmm. and they are in a very happy place, so I'm happy for them, but I don't have that old school mentality. I'm like, I will fight for my marriage. I will fight for my husband. I will fight for my family. But I won't fight for a motherfucker that ain't treating me right and mm-hmm. ain't going. Yep. I, I won't. Mm-mm. I won't. You shouldn't. But you I, shouldn't. if I love you enough, I will give you the chance to make it right. And that's yep. what happened. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Same with me. I'm like, you ain't going to do it. I don't believe in no arbitrary bullshit ass like, oh, we need to work it through just for optics. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to be the best parents to our kids if we're dealing with relationships within each other that we don't feel appreciated or don't like so mm-hmm. yeah it's true mm-hmm. rather it's true. make it transactional than make it bullshit right mm-hmm. and so we we were very honest about it and we kind of looked at like do you oh, feel yeah, like y'all do y'all feel like y'all carry any baggage from y'all from your upbringing or your parents relationship into y'all's marriage i think i carried in a lot of expectations like because the model of a man and a father and a husband was my father you know and so all of the things i saw my dad do i expected him to do mm-hmm. my dad barbecues i was like why you ain't barbecuing my dad goes fishing you should probably think of going fishing you know <laughs> like i'm like all of that like no, but that was pops. the model for me yeah that was the model for me and her dad don't sit down so she probably sit down like Oh, nigga, I'm Why sitting down. Are you sitting down? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm sitting down. There's weeds in the yard. Why? Like my daddy didn't do no yard. <laughs> when I look back on it, some of the like the bumps in the road we have had is because of certain expectations I had, right? But I, I think one thing that's helped me move forward and not having those set expectations, and I think you might agree, is that at some point, and I mean. I'm almost 40, right? So, like, it, 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 I don't think I would have got this revelation in my 20s or early 30s. It took growing mm-hmm. and just learning from life. But um, one of the things is I decided to stop looking at all the shit he wasn't doing yes. and start looking at all the shit he was doing. Yes. Like, there's some shit my dad will not do if I'm comparing him to my father. Mm-hmm. On a, it just... And I try not to do that because it really pisses him off. Mm-hmm. But there's some shit that he won't do. But he, since he was the model for me, 
that I absolutely love that Calvin does for me. So like, what is it that I'm willing to, when, when I'm mad that he hadn't washed the dishes, did I re- recognize that he made breakfast and lunch for the kids this morning? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. did, did you pay attention to that? Did you appreciate that? Or you just want to bitch about the dishes not being done? Right. Because he didn't have to get up this morning, Nevada, because he took care of. So you might want to grab them dishes, girl. Like, <laughs> it took a minute because I was expecting everything. Like, I'm fast. And so yes. I expect everything. Like, oh, get the kitchen, get the kitchen, get the kids, do it all. Like, mm-hmm. and he's not that person. And he shouldn't have to be that person. Right, mm-hmm. right. So it's true. It's true. That, that was some of it. It was the main thing. What? Oh, was like rubbing her feet? I rub her feet every <laughs> night. Aww. Her feet rubbed every night. My daddy won't touch her mama's feet. I told him once. I said, Daddy, you got to rub mama's feet. It's, it's your anniversary. I ain't touching your mama's feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's such a mess. He also bought my mom like a workout system for Christmas once. I was like, her dad is the model. If she made a dude like her dad, they'd have killed I, each other. I'd have killed him a long time. Three years into oh, wow. it. All we did was to fight, but that he still was like. He's a great man. He's a great man. Is. But they are. They, we butt heads. Uh, they would not be compatible. <laughs> but I did. I, I realized I was not appreciating the stuff that he was doing because I was very much so focused on the shit he wasn't doing. Like, yes. What you got to you know, say? No, I'm saying I'm listening to them uh, and I'm like thinking about the shit that goes on in my head. When you be like, what? I'm like, nothing. That's him. There's an asshole, there's an asshole in my head talking shit. And I'm like, but no, he doesn't deserve to win. If the shit in my head got out, we'd have been through a long time ago. I am about as inappropriate. Deep in my head, I'm about as inappropriate as any human in the planet. I wish, I wish that he would have been more open and telling me because in a way, not as not as bad as it probably is in there. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, don't let it build up to the point where it got. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he's so like, whatever. She always, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it got to this point where it was like, he was sick of my shit and I was sick of his shit. Mm-hmm. And that is not a safe place for a marriage or any relationship. Yeah. So, all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love it. That was beautiful. Oh, Thank no. you so much. This is like the I couldn't best. have asked questions that would have got that out. That was beautiful. This was, was fun, y'all. That was beautiful. Yay. <laughs> have a good night. Spark it up, night, yo. Y'all. Spark it up. Thanks for checking us out. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the Black Spark Podcast. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five star review wherever you're listening.